0: You're listening to Level Up with esports and gaming writer Nathan Bliss. As we start, obviously the the huge news is you'll be racing in F2 <laughs> next season, yeah. which is amazing yeah. news for Shrew uh, Racing System. Is that how you pronounce it? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrews. Yeah. yeah. So, just give me your your reaction to that when when you found out.
1: No, I mean it's it's been a crazy last few months because this is a process that's that's been ongoing for. Uh, for a while now it didn't happen actually suddenly of course Uh, but it was a long and very stressful waiting because you also don't know until you sign the contract Uh, so you never know what changes and so when i signed the contract there was a big relief Um, and it's like a weight it's it's like dropping i don't know half my weight finally i felt a lot lighter after uh, i signed the contract and also after uh, we were able to announce it officially uh, because we had to wait a week uh, after signing the contract, uh, which 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 was longer uh, than it, which was longer than we thought, <laughs> uh, <laughs> felt way longer uh, than a week. Let's say, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, it was it was like a dream come true. It was not like a dream come true. It was basically a dream come true for me. Mm. Um, and it's been. I mean, the reaction we got after it was crazy as well. I don't think we were expecting anything close to this. And um, so it's great to see that uh, it's picking up in. I don't know, just in national media, in Turkish media, but also a lot in global media, uh, which is great to see, of course.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why it's been picked up so much is because a lot has been talked about over the last few years about esports and particularly sim racing and about people making the jump from sim racing to real-life racing. Look at someone like James Baldwin, for example, who uh, won the world's fastest gamer competition, um, and he's now part of the McLaren um ecosystem in terms of their esports and he was driving for Jensen Button's team but this is yeah. it, it, like uh, after a massive step up from that in terms of F2 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a real kind of breakthrough, I feel. I, I feel like it's a real breakthrough that, that someone from esports with an esports background. I mean, you raced in esports as long as, as soon ago as like <laughs> 2019, 2018, you were racing in F1 esports?
1: Um, well, 2017, since the very first race. You started uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there since the beginning of F1 esports. It was great to see there uh, how it progressed as well and yeah. how well it took off after as well because it got yeah. so much bigger and bigger as the years went by. It was crazy. Um, And it's still going like that. And I think this news will help as well because it just shows that the the only way into motorsports is not through having a lot of money or a lot of budget, but you can actually do it through uh, a different way Uh, that hasn't been done before, uh, which is one of the goals we have is that they show like I might be the world's first in this, but I really don't want to be the world's only doing this. I think
0: that's a great point because you look at someone like yeah. Lewis Hamilton, for example, who, yeah. um, I mean, he's had to work a few jobs to be able to pay for the carting because it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, we've spoken to James Baldwin before who told me he had to drop out of karting because it was just too expensive, which is why yeah. he bought a sim racing rig and, and got back into racing yeah. that way. And there's a couple of, I mean, a lot of people talk about pay drivers in Formula One about how they, they yeah. just bring their sponsorships and stuff. So I think that is the big thing with sim racing and it has a, a huge um, it has a huge kind of potential, really, in regards to other yeah. esports. In that, if you think of FIFA esports, you're never <laughs> going to get a footballer go from FIFA esports to 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 real life football because they're they're just playing on the controller. Whereas <laughs> with sim racing, you're doing the exact movements that you are yeah. in real life, and there's a real translation of skills there. Yeah. So
1: it's quite a bit similar, I would say, way similar than FIFA. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's always the yeah. the example I like to I like to bring yeah. up because. Um, we've seen like people like James Baldwin successfully transition. And like yourself, you've successfully transitioned from esports to real life. Yeah. So you, you've shown that you can do it. And it's a shame where you think of the amount of people that are in karting or in yeah. sim racing wow. that just can't afford to make that next step. It, it's a shame yeah, that we're missing out on so much of this talent that must be there.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so there's so much talent that's missing out, but there's also so much undiscovered talent because yeah. just to even know that you have talent in this sport is is expensive you know
0: yeah just to find out just to go yeah, karting, yeah, or just to yeah, find yeah absolutely yeah. just so tell me let's go right back then to the start were you yeah. karting from an early age what what's your background in in racing
1: i did some karting at the very early early stage uh, i think it was uh, i started off with motocross racing actually it was on two wheels um so oh, that's yeah, where yeah. it started yeah, yeah i was in motocross for two years um, I was the, I was the, I won the Turkish championship when I was six years old, Um so that's how it all started for me. And then they said it was a bit too dangerous. Brutalism,
0: Motocross, yeah. Yeah, and when you're doing yeah. when
1: you're six, it's pretty crazy. You know, I I, I wasn't reaching out. Uh, like when I was when I was on the bike, I had someone. I had to have someone hold me because my my feet wasn't reaching touching the ground. So as soon as I stopped, I had to have my dad next to me. So he would pick me up or he would hold the bike Wow. Uh, so it doesn't fall off. <laughs> so that's how crazy it was. So that's when we switched the car thing. the next year. Um, and then, of course, I mean, you continue until, I don't know, you do it on a national level so, uh, and and then we switched on to international level to do a few races. But of course, yeah. the budget just keeps on going up and up. And then when you realize the step you need to take to uh, get into, let's say, real racing car, it's just incredible. And it's just getting higher and higher also. um. Yeah, that's when I had to switch to esports as well.
0: Yeah, and when when did you first get like a sim racing rig and start racing? Or were you, were you always doing that as as a kid?
1: Um, not always. I think you know, when I re- when I was like I 14 fourteen, fifteen years old, uh, and when they told me that, or maybe even before that, I couldn't. Well, when I realized that there's no way into motorsports in the way I'm doing it because we don't have the budget, we don't have the money to do this uh, as a, as a family budget, let's say. Which not a lot of people have, only a few people uh, had. Uh, so I think that's when I wanted to try out sim racing because I can spend I don't know less than a thousand pounds and get a get a rig or a I don't know let's say a simulator. So that's how it all started for me. Um, and yeah, I think it was 2015, 2014, something like that. I, I don't think it was earlier than that, 13, 14. Uh, but it was mainly hobby. Uh, I was just driving around with fr- friends of mine on PlayStation. I started off with a controller, actually. It wasn't even on a wheel. I was playing on a, um, a PlayStation controller. GT Grand 5 was in my first game. And I was fully on the controller. Never had a wheel before. Uh, I first switched to wheel in 2014 or something like that when I switched to F1 games. I first started off again in controllers when I was mm-hmm. playing F1 game. And I said I did, that I upgraded myself to racing wheel. And um, so I would say I, I've done quite a few years of sim racing actually when you think about it now.
0: Yeah and how how did you make that step up then from because I spoke to a few content creators a few of them have messaged me one of the most <laughs> yeah. well-known ones I won't yeah. name them on this because I I don't know if they want me to share but <laughs> they were messaging me when I covered the story for the mirror they were messaging yeah. me like, I used to do league racing with him I can't believe you be too and like they were they were talking about how how did it go from league racing to F1 esports because the, there's there's a huge gap there isn't there between the yeah. two
1: I mean, I did league racing and then the level was just going higher and higher. So I started off maybe, I don't know, tier three of league racing. Then it was tier two, tier one. And then I did I racing, a set of course, any game you can imagine, Project Cars, R Factor. Um, and then I think in 2017, it was F1E Sports uh, where I managed to qualify. Um, and then I did that for three years. And in end of 2019, um, I, I was offered to race in GT4 European series for a round, for one race, uh, because they were like, okay, okay, Jimmy, if you're, if you're this decent in, a, in the simulator, let's see how you are maybe in a real guy. You know? So they were the first ones to uh, give me that opportunity uh, to see if I could do it. And it went actually well, and I qualified third, and we finished fifth as a team. And so they gave me another race. Mm. Another chance, and that's where we got our first podium of the team uh, in the European Championship, finishing second. And so they were like, Okay, we'll give you, then you can do the whole season with us next year in 2020. And so that was my first season uh, in real racing where we finished second in the overall championship. And in 2021, I did the switch to single seaters, uh, yeah, with F3 Asia.
0: Yeah, you did the F3, and you became the first esports driver to win a race yeah. in a Formula Series, which is a great yeah. moment. Um, and after that, after that season, you did really well in that season. Um, and then you got your first taste of a an, of an F2 car. Was it the end of the Abu Dhabi test? You got a, yeah. a taste of F2, and yeah, how
1: exactly. Oh, that? Well, that that was amazing. I mean, that's basically just a few weeks ago uh, where I was in post well, yeah. testing in the Formula Two. Uh, in Abu Dhabi that was amazing obviously that was one of the goals that we wanted to do because we always had the F2 plan uh, for 2022 but it, the first step was going to be uh, the postseason testing to get some time, uh, time in the car because you're very limited in terms of testing and you can't test the car either so you're not allowed to test a specific car and um, so yeah the tests uh, have gone well I got a few offers uh, to race for the next year and then here we are.
0: Yeah it's it's just an amazing story and it's so it's happened well I guess it hasn't it doesn't does it feel quick for you cuz reading it it feels oh, it feels, feels really good. quick i mean <laughs> yeah.
1: it feels very very quick yeah no i mean it feels very quick i mean it's hard to believe sometimes but i think you know it's just it's just the announcement that we're participating in the season now but yeah. the hard work actually starts now for me uh, yeah. to be able to perform and yeah. continue from this level onwards
0: yeah and like I said right at the start it just feels like a real big moment it was only going to be a matter of time I thought until someone broke that F2 barrier and you you're the first no. to do that and
1: um
0: I just wanted to ask about um like the perception um of esports and from your experience because when I spoke to James Baldwin sorry to mention him so much but he's no, just the course. only example that I've got um he was saying that when he raced in um was it the GT3 championship in the McLaren for Jensen Button's yeah. team um before he started, he was going through the paddock and one particular driver said to him, um, can you try not to get in my way when I lap you, please? <laughs> uh, and then he he put it on pole, I think, and he had it taken off in the first race and then the second race he went and won. So very quickly, obviously, he turned that round. But have you faced those kind of challenges in, in your career so far?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think until now, I think... I mean, no matter where you race, until like in a a level like F2, no, nothing is really compared, I would say, uh, officially. Because, of course, you race in very high-level championships individually. uh, But as a media uh, perception, none of them is going to be as high as uh, Formula 2, which -hmm. is obviously huge. And so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) they they really don't see you as competition at the beginning, but then it's about your results. Because as soon as you get the results, everybody starts – Respecting you, knowing uh, what kind of a driver you are, or saying that you're actual driver. Uh, but I think now, if you if you're informed Formula 2 they can like I'm still known as the sim racer, but I'm not known as the actual uh, racing driver. You know, I'm still the sim racer or the gamer that got into F2. Yeah, in the end, no matter where I go, I am the gamer that got into the X cha- uh, yeah. whatever championship I go to. And um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. I hope I stay like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and how how would you feel going into F2? Because obviously that's the the proving ground to Formula One, yeah. which I guess is your big your big ambition. Yeah, um people like Lando Norris, George Russell, Charles Leclerc have all graduated from that into F one and they're having an amazing career so far, obviously some yeah. of the biggest teams as well. Um how does it feel that you're gonna be racing in the same competition <laughs> they've raced and you're you're on you're on that path, if you like? It must be an yeah. exciting time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to put it into into words, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's very it's going to be a very busy year for me, uh, for us, everyone uh, in my team. Uh, but I think we definitely believe in ourselves, and it's it's time to put in the hard work that we have put in, but we just need to work harder uh, mm-hmm. than before. And as long as we achieve our maximum, we're able to achieve our maximum, show what we have. Um, I think it's going to be a great year.
0: Yeah and I was just, I was doing some research before before the call and I couldn't find one previous turkish F1 driver. Um, no no got, it hasn't been done before. Hasn't yeah. been done has it? And we've got no, a turkish no. grand prix which is a, an amazing no. track. An amazing yeah. track. Yeah. Um oh, we've had some GP2 I think and GP3 yeah. in the past and, th- and stuff but like yeah. you know where where's all the turkish talent? It seems like you're <laughs> you're pushing the the boundaries of turkish um formula series at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be the it's gonna be first for Turkish people, but also of course F one would be a very different level, uh, because there's also the Turkish Grand Prix. I would obviously love to race there. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine how how it how crazy it would be if I raced in Turkish Grand Prix because there's a lot of attendance, of course, even when there is not a Turkish driver, and of and I think if with a Turkish driver it would it would reach a. I don't know I think it would reach a, a a very different level in a positive way that I think it, it could break the attendance uh, records globally as well
0: yeah and just looking ahead to the to the new season um, yeah. What are your expectations? Have you have you put anything on yourself in terms of where where you want to finish in the championship, or is there any anything? No, going not
1: really. No, I'm I'm really not that uh, focusing on the results. I just want to do my best, and uh, we believe that if we do our best, we work hard. Uh, the results will come after. Uh, so my focus is on onwards this year is to just do my best, get better, progress, improve, and learn Absolutely. something new every day. And then I think we believe that will bring us good results.
0: And you obviously got an advantage for everyone else because you can uh, you can do <laughs> as much testing as you want on your sim racing rig before <laughs>
1: before the races. Um, yeah, I can say so, yeah. yeah. I think I have a bit more <laughs> experience than others on the simulator, I can say.
0: Yeah, and I, I, just, I just wanted to ask as well about the actual game itself, the Formula One game, and yeah. not just the Formula One game, but sim racing as a whole and the actual sim racing games like you mentioned, iRacing, Assetto Corsa, Gran Turismo. Um, yeah. Just how much, how realistic are they and how, have they got work to improve in terms of realism from your experience of real life racing?
1: I think in a way they're all very realistic, uh, but it's also very important when you do the transition to real racing, knowing each game's and positives and negative sides, uh, knowing what, what is realistic in a game and what isn't, because you can, of course, manipulate the way you drive to go a bit faster. But as long as you know that you can't do that in real life and to what extent you can do in real life, um, you can make every game very realistic and helpful uh, to, your, to your driving.
0: Yeah, we, we saw people like Yarno Opmir dominate the championship last year and he's dominating the championship this year as well with the F1 eSports. And we've got some fantastic drivers coming through in the eSports series. And I think yeah. McLaren, really, the only Formula One team that I've seen, uh, Ferrari as well. But McLaren are really taking the eSports series seriously. They've got a studio in their in their McLaren HQ where they've got a number of eSports drives and stuff. Do you think you'll be the first of many? And do how long do you think we'll see... It might be you in a few years, but how how long do you think it will be before we see an esports driver with that experience in Formula One?
1: I think we'll definitely see it. We'll definitely see someone, and I think we'll definitely see more than one person. Uh, of course, I would love to be the first to do that, uh, but I'm I'm very sure that I won't be the only one. Great. And I hope well, I'm not the only one because I also like I believe in myself, but I also believe in the talent that the esports players have. Yeah. So I think I think yeah I, I think I can be the first one. But I'm very sure I'm not going to be the
0: only one. Yeah, I think in in you made a great point at the very start in terms of how expensive it actually is to get into yeah. Formula 1 and Formula 2. And there is a real kind of bottleneck there where there's so much talent, like you said, undiscovered or just not yeah. being able to make that next step. And um, I think esports is obviously leading the way in that, in that you can, like you said, just buy yeah. a £500 wheel and then yeah, you get a chance exactly. but,
1: um, exactly,
0: yeah. I just heard your doorbell ring so I'm going to say thank you <laughs> very much Jens uh, <laughs> no, for your time. No really appreciate it. Um best of luck in the new F2 season. I'll be I'll be you keeping much. track on your progress. <laughs> Hope wish you all the best and um thank let's you. catch up soon. <laughs>